I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, what was that, something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... Who actually Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, welcome to Supercoach 360. In the coach's box, Jazzy J. We have got Bergs and Con. We're here to talk all things Supercoach for another week. Round 18, Origin, Puppy, Massive, obviously, uh, and a whole bunch more. I say a whole bunch more. If you read the description, you know, that's a lie. We're going to talk about Pappy all night. There's going to be questions about Pappy. Everyone's going to have, I, I, let's say, let's say fullbacks, not Pappy. I mean, Pappy was the big target. And he's not as big money oh, as you traded him for. So you're like, you've jewels, lost money. You got halves, five eights, yeah. centers, everything available. The question is, if you had Pappy, what are you doing with that money? Because like, what, what was his percentage ownership before this week? I mean, ballpark. It was in 30, 40% teams. I think in the top 10,000, he was pretty much 90 odd percent. Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. It was absolutely uh up there i mean he's pappy he's huge and he'd come back he'd come back doing all right well he's, then, own, he's owned by fifty thousand teams right now whether that's before or after they've been traded out this week i don't know yeah fair enough i mean i'm not entirely sure either because he's already been traded out by twenty three thousand teams this week Twenty three thousand teams wow that's pretty epic the uh targets, well the target seemed to be trill teddy garrick Manu, Cherry Evans. Big four, hey? Well, big five. We've got we've got a lot to talk about. We've got Brad Smith has sent us uh, some options about what to do with about Puppy. We've got uh, Ross's Roundup. We've got Timmy O. He's put out a fear factor. Hot tip has what to do with uh, your aiming for a target after Pappy. Um, we've got questions. We've got... All the usual stuff, so let's just kick into it. I mean, Pappy's the massive out from round 18, but let's skip back before that, boys. Origin. All spoils go to the victors, unfortunately, Con. Congratulations. Yes, um, rugby league with the winner. I was close second behind it. It was a great night. Great game of football. Couldn't have asked for much better, to be honest with you. Yeah, what would you like most about the game? Everything. The intensity of it. The brutality of it, the punches thrown in it, the closeness of the contest for so much of the game, and then obviously the result, and on top of it was the icing. Yep. Man of the series, you agree with? I don't. 
No. I do. Ooh, what Ebergs? Just a weapon from his first. It was his first hit out in Origin. Um, I don't think he's played a series before, Con has he? No. Nah. So just just for me, the work he put in from game one. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you said earlier, if Cotter was there from, if Cotter was there for two the two other games, he probably would have got it. But for me, Pat, I didn't say that. No, he he would have like outdone Carrigan. You know what I mean? He would have got the lock spot and. Just done better, but for me, oh. Carrigan Carrigan was a standout for you all all series. Like I I watched him heavily after game one because he just he come and done a job for you. And for me, he I I think he was well deserving of it personally. I think he was one of our best forwards throughout the whole series, absolutely. But I don't think he was the best player in the series. I think he should have gone to KP. Well, call, me, call me biased, but I think KP. Was close to Munster's best player on ground. Doesn't in game do. one and got me in the match in game two. And if they're ranking it off a three-two-one system, mathematically by me, KP wins it. But he didn't. Well done, Carrigan. Well done, Queensland. Yeah, it was. A, look, it was Suck a shit New South Wales. But it, nah. was, it was. It was a great game of footy. Um, I loved everything that Con just said as well. Like the brutality of it was great. Um, I loved the punches. Didn't like the Tino thing. Personally, think he should have got. Some minutes, but that's there was two things on that for me. Yeah. First thing was I didn't like the team what Tino did. It was one on one. Gage was winning heavily. Anyway. <laughs> like, he didn't need to do what he did in that situation. And two, I'm disappointed that New South Wales didn't react more aggressively to that situation. Yeah, they should have ran in there and started swinging punches. Yeah, I think. I think too. I think so too. But it didn't happen, and yeah, here we are. Is that and yeah, take me hat off to you. We got outplayed again in game three, um, easily too. I think like is that a game plan and turned us around all night, and we just never ever got on the front foot. So it was good. Well, yeah. there was probably ten fifteen leading in half time, just before Tupo did that brain snap where he tried to catch it ten centimeters in from the touch line, and just got it completely wrong, and then we scored a try. Like used it in game two, yeah, and that kind of turned the tide a little bit. And then second half, we just come out and rode off it. Yeah, no, it was. It was a good game. It was football, like you said, football was the winner that night. Uh, going worldwide, like it does Origin, I think people overseas are just sat back and going, "Fucking wow, what a game!" You know, these guys are nuts. So yeah, it was good. It was good for the sport. The game result wasn't good for me, but yeah. Anyway, it's always next year again. Well, it is good. We don't want any dinosaurs to be starting or anything like that. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> I wouldn't mind just a little bit longer than yours even. Just Then Origin would be dead after two years, but you know how you get. <laughs> but yeah, but we're here to talk Supercoach. So, Juzzy, do you have any Supercoach? Or you want to talk a bit of Origin? What do you think is the Origin, mate? Like, Brilliant just, game. Give us your take on it. Brilliant game. Loved it. Watched it here with Con. Oh, I didn't watch it here with Gregory. Um, Sorry, I was still cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's he. Bruce was going to come, but he didn't. Um, story of his life. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, what, what can you say? Four guys gone in four minutes, three guys gone in four minutes. Three guys yeah, in the yeah. first four. Just insane to have that many that many people just drop out straight away. 
And then you had the Biff with Birdo uh, and Gagai, obviously. Tino, big Tino. I know there's a few things to actually talk about. I've got a point to talk about about some of the things that happened there. The, be- um, the best thing about the knockouts is if there can be a silver lining to it, I guess, was even with 16 New South Wales and 15 to Queensland pretty much all game, the intensity and the quality of the game didn't dim at all. If even when made fatigue it was on the at its finest, they still just kept the quality up, and it was still a great game to watch. Well, that's, I think they knew they had no they had no other options. You know, that's it. You were out there all of a sudden, and that's it. Your your game had changed. Your game plan had changed, <laughs> and yeah, they, everyone just stood up. I mean, Queensland unfortunately just stood that touch taller. Oh, you know what? What about Benny Hunt catching one? <laughs> Good on him. If anyone deserves it. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I sort of like um, cracked Redemption. a smile for him. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Good on him. Wait, Wait, hope, hopefully they put that one on the highlights more than they put his other one on the highlights. Yeah. I mean, they will now. It was a good one, mate. It was. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can't deny it. Benny Hunt, throughout Origin, has just... I mean, all year, really, he stood up at the Dragons. Yeah, he's, he's been still, his best year, yeah. wise I think. And even better than 15 when they went to the grand final. Yeah. And as far as Queensland goes, yeah, he stood up real hard throughout all of Origin, and he's done that the last few years. He's just... You, you watch him, he's just... He's always a threat. If he's on the field, he's a threat. That forty twenty, I was talking with the bloke at work about it. Like, yeah, I'll put money on Benny Hunt to get a forty twenty. We were just spewing we couldn't get him in the multis. Um, hundred percent, he did it. Yeah, when he did, game changer. Bang. That's it, game changer. Kick one, then, game one, game changer as well. Yeah, and then to just cement it really with the Cleary catch. Just yeah. Yeah, see you later, bro. It's good for him. Yeah, hundred percent. Well done to him. I thought I'd bring it up because he, yeah, I've hammered him for that cow. I hammered him for that kick and shit when he dropped it. So and he dropped another one too. Well, yeah. He's dropped a couple, but yeah, good on you, B. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so super coach guys. Um, we what are we going to go into first? What do you have you want to talk about? No, I was just saying we'll talk about the the uh, the post that you put up the other day. Which uh, was a little bit divisive, and I'm curious to get your guys' opinions on it. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's talk uh, Supercoach. So, wrong captainsbergs. Yeah, I just, you know what, I can't seem to do it. Like, I I need to catch up, and most weeks I just pick the wrong dude, and it seems to be, even in a decent matchup for him, I'm just not picking the right guys. And it's not from lack of effort. It's just some, some years it's you that just, can't pick your captain, you know. So I'm starting to think, like, what what's my best option here? Do I keep trying to play the field or I just lock it onto one guy who's going to do a job over the next so many rounds? Doesn't matter if he gets a 30 this week as long as he gets a 120 the following if you catch my drift. Um, I still don't want him getting 30s, ideally, but who's the guy? Like, I know you said Naif would be the guy, Con. Not um, average-wise, I think Naif should be here. Yeah, but um, what about you? If you needed to, just to catch up and like, now I'm out of contention for everything now, so it's just no, about... I'm the same as you. I can't pick one to save me life. Yeah. And I go into it every year with that plan, just pick and stick, leave it on that one guy. You know, he's going to do the job. Never works out. Always changing, trying to be smart. 
Yeah. Outthinking well, the matchup sometimes you can't pass up. Sometimes you can't. And then, like you said, it just grills you. Yeah. It's the matchup that, yeah, seems to be getting me. And it's the juicy ones. But like, you just think, here it is. This is the week. I, I would like to work it out if you could. Like, what the captaincy was that week, what they scored, and then compare it to someone who just goes throughout the whole year. And Leaving see what it the difference on. would be if you nailed those captains that were in your team or owned by a mass percentage of teams that week that scored higher than old mate or not. I think the playbook's starting to get something like that happening. You can check just about anyone's score as long as you know their team name, I think. So he's got something going on over there anyway, old Timmy and the boys. Um, I'll have to look into that a bit further for you, but yeah, that's that's something that's happening that you can track down the top teams. Yeah, that's that's already there. Oh yeah, you can already see that. Teddy, big Ted, sent us through. Yeah, 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 Ted, yeah. That's well, that's where that's come from, you know. Um, so yeah, they're doing something over there with that, which is pretty good. But yeah, so. What about you, Jazzy? How are you doing with your captain choices this year? Like, have you nailed them? Like, I know you were doing well early and then you just dropped off. Um, is it due to the captains or injuries got you? Like, what happened there? Poor yeah. choices? Yeah, pretty much poor captain choices a lot of the time. Yeah. Really hurt me. Um, I don't know. I didn't really... I didn't just missing out on the wrong cheapies. I just invested and got on the people that didn't make money and I missed out on all the people that did I missed out on some of the just like good solid point scorers and gold mines for the year so yeah. we've talked about this almost every week yeah um, we? alright <laughs> well should we do a Roscoe's roundup yeah I'm actually just looking through Ross's roundup I'm on supercoach360.com and I'm just having a quick look through it now bye so I'm curious to get your opinions on it he reckons Latrell Mitchell uh, a touch under 700k having a mad season since returning from the injury two near tons and then tunned up uh, nicely on the weekend so he's got a three round average of about 100 um, tough run home break even of 14 so projected to make about 50k well, yeah, it'd be, probably be the week to jump on this week. Um, but what do you guys like rate him? Obviously, we're going to be talking a lot about Puppy and the fullback options. He is in that coveted fullback spot, and he is fullback only. I mean, I had him in. He was, oddly enough, my captain last week. Did well. I don't have Manu. I thought maybe Manu shifting back to centre. I mean, yeah, I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get on now if he's going to be dropping cash, but... I mean, I'm not entirely sure he will. He's proved he's so lethal. You've just got to get the ball in his hands, don't you? I, I wanted to get straight on on his return. I didn't do it because of his draw. And the good part of his draw is over now. Now he's got the Storm, the Sharks, the Warriors, Eels, Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters to finish. That's pretty much top five. How can he have the Roosters to finish? They have. Some games are only four weeks apart, does he? We're talking Joey Manu. He's a rooster. No, we're talking talking Latrell Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh, whoa. Spewing. Yeah, we're talking (laughs) Latrell. His draw is just too much return off for me. Yeah. I think this. if you're going to get him, this is obviously the week with his break even and that, but I'm avoiding 
look, here's here's the other side of that coin. Um, we've seen where they're at without Latrell. Melbourne's not the side they were. Parramatta, you don't know who when they'll turn up. Um, for me, he he is. If they want to make a finals charge, it's going to come off the back of Latrell and Cody and that left side. There's he's got points in him. Like he's he's a proven. Big game player, if if you know what I mean. He, he, he'll stand up to these games, but it's a matter of can he cross the line? Like The effort will be there, I think. It's a matter of him actually executing and scoring well, the points. He, he's not going to play the Knights and the Bulldogs every week from here on out. Yeah. And in round 16 against, well, yeah, against Para, he had a few missing. But, yeah, I, just, I think it's better. Yeah, well, that my my thing is well. I was looking at just moving Garrick down and doing something there, but we'll, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Personally, speaking of Garrick, he's also made the list. Uh, being the dual position fullback, centre winger, seven hundred and thirty k of him not being a buy. All this talk of him not being a buy because Turbo is out uh, doesn't really bode well when he's got three round average of eighty four point seven. Um, and he's still a goal-kicking fullback. Break-even of 76. Uh, next three games, Dragons, Roosters, and the Eels. Parramatta, uh, sorry, not Parramatta, Manly, uh, looking, they they are starting to look good. Like, I mean, I think they are a threat and a push for the eight. Are they a, a push for the four? No. Nah. He, he kind of did a little turbo on the weekend. We were messaging throughout the game, and he was on bugger all coming up to halftime, I think. Oh, I had a great and then, yeah. and then he had a late flurry where he scored a try, set up two or three, and just burst through the 100 barrier. And he wasn't even kicking goals, so he missed out on possibly another 28, 32 points in the goal kicking because he's got some kind of injury. I don't know hip, hip. how long that's going to linger around and when he's going to get those duties back. But, yeah, I love him. Yeah, I, I brought him in last week over Joey Manu, spewing, but... No, it's oh, still a good get. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Because, yeah, like I said to you, that, like we were talking half-time and it's like far out. Like, And he didn't look fresh, neither. He was sort of like looking a bit ginger out there, but he ended up, yeah, finishing solid. And so, yeah, he's got that in him. He's he's not doing turbo shit. He's doing Ruben Garrick shit. Like, he's doing it on his own. Um, the team's sort of using him very well as well. So I like Ruben Garrick. I think Ruben Garrick's a good get. And with his jewel, if if someone does pop up and you and you just got to get him, you can easily shift him up, pull in whoever you really have to get. You know. Well, there's a, a few of those gun center wings who are fullbacks, jewels, like Imanu's, Val Holmes, and yeah. players like that as well. So did Val make that list over there? Or oddly enough, Val did make that list over there. Uh, I was going to stay at Manly with Cherry Evans, but I guess we'll have to come back there. No, that's all right. Okay. The beaches, it's always nice. Um, dual position, as you mentioned, touch under 500k. Sneaky pod for those that got on. Uh, averaging 62.8, three-round average of 83.3. Um, next three games, Tigers, Dragons, and the Dogs. So draw is juicy too. Um, then even the Roosters, who just let in 26 against the Dragons. The Warriors. And then the Rabbits. Who can also leak points, so he doesn't really have a top defensive side that he's running into. Well, oddly enough, he is one of the top defensive sides, which yeah, yeah bodes well for them, really. Or creates more attacking yeah. opportunities. He does. He does his own shit too, Val. Like 
And he's, I think he's probably the best kicker in a, a goal kicker in the game this year. The way he just kicks them so straight and so accurate. Yeah. I, w- I don't know the percentages, but I'd say he'd be on top. Well, and Julie out there, yeah. Well, on the way back to Manly, let's stop by the city. James Tedesco, 675k. Um, only got the two tons this year so far. Uh, projected uh, break even of 70. Uh, near the ton, unfortunately, uh, 99. Got about as close as you possibly oh, can. Score to try and dine too. Like uh, next three games: Knights, Manly, and Broncos. So I mean, I don't think that affects Teddy if if they're clicking into finals mode, and yeah, Teddy just Teddy does does Teddy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've seen that. So. No, I I don't know. What don't you know? I the halves combination of Walker and Kiri. They like to play more expensive kind of football. Where the last couple of weeks where Joey Manu's been six, that's more everything's been directed down the middle. And short Joey balls, Manu yeah. likes to go down the middle, take on those tight balls. James Tedesco does most of his work through the middle. So now with Kiri and Walker back, are they still going to focus and channel down the middle with their attack or are they going to start being more expensive like they were earlier in the year when, in my opinion, it wasn't anywhere near as effective? Didn't work at all. But, so, uh, I think that's something to watch for, maybe. All right. Yeah. I mean, like, that's it. It's a very good point. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe that was they were playing around at the start of the year and now they've clicked into doing what they've got to do. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Is it no, I think it was just out of necessity over the last couple of weeks that that's how they had to play with the stocks that they had. Yeah. Now the stocks have changed. The outside backs are within than the halves now. So do they go revert back to their previous style or? And Joey Manu, what's been working? Joey Manu's running game, the way he runs it and commands two people, he offers that short <laughs> ball and there's a hole there. So well, it's lethal. I, we're meant to talk about it inside. I'm going to bring it up now. The Cramp situation. Yeah, yeah. You missed it. He he picked up a loose ball and he kind of turned around and then grabbed the back of his leg like he was cramping. And two of the Dragons forwards kind of just moseyed up to him to softly put him to the ground. And then bang, he just exploded straight through the middle, broke another tackle, come to the pullback, put a grubber in, and they scored a try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought, brilliant. What a play. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's sportsmanship at its finest, but I love it. I mean, isn't it play all about it, a little bit game. of deception? Exactly. Like, if you manage to sell them on that fact, then... Yeah. The thing that worries me now is the next player who's really injured, somebody's <laughs> just going to run in there and pump him. <laughs> oh, well. Like, there's going to be no holds barred now on, oh, oh, I've done an ACL kind of thing. They're just going to go, yeah, right, bang. Well, yeah, I mean, that, look... I've, Maybe not the next player, but perhaps, Joe, definitely perhaps Joey. Joey Manu. <laughs> like, if you come up against Joey, you'd be like, well, you know what? I'm still just going to yeah, put you down. It's, it. it's, not, it's not don't take a dummy, it's don't take a cramp. He should he should have saved that for the finals. If 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. It could have been legit, but... But no, who else you got on that list? You said Cherry, didn't you? Right, Cherry, yes, 100%. <laughs> Cherry, uh, 650. So he's sitting in the middle. He's obviously a halfback. Um, always two. seems to finish strong. You love him at the end of the season as your second half. I have picked him up a couple of times over the years. Um, especially when Turbo goes down, he seems to get better points. Just, I think, because you'll notice, Cherry, he backs up a lot. He's very fast, and he, he backs up with the forwards. Like, he's always there ready for the offload, you know. He's not just standing deep waiting for the plays. He's always busy. 
So, yeah, I don't mind Cherry at all. I, I still don't see him doing knife stuff, but if he gets the goal kicking for a couple yeah, of weeks. Well, hold on. Can I, give well, you, can I give you a little stat here? Just just before you do, sorry. He has got he uses that weapon outside him. Oh, the Colossi. Like the Titans don't. Oh, the In the last, well, oh, Colossi scored five or six games in a row now. Yeah, I think yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's, they've it all pretty much come off Cherry, so it's almost bankable points at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, stop it. Yeah, he's just such. Yeah, he's a big dude, man. He's a big dude. Glad he's one of them ones. I'm fully glad I jumped on and persevered before you. Yeah. Uh, well, Cherry averaging seventy two point three at the moment, three round average of one hundred and seven. Um, and these last three games have been against the Cowboys, the Storm. So, Cherry. That's not bad at all from the chance. Oh, sorry, Cowboys, Storm and Knights, and he's uh, 78, 118, 111. So he's on fire at the moment. Um, he goes on these tears too. He I does. Mean, albeit a depleted Storm side. Well, actually, I wouldn't have been that heavily depleted, but still. I'm missing a few, but still, but yeah. but um, Break even of zero, and next three games, Dragons, Roosters and Eels. So if anyone's going to be able to put those points on consistently, you'd still think Cherry's going to do it. Known for finishing the season strong. Are you going to jump on? At, at this point, no, I'm not. Um, just because I've got Nico Hines and I've got... Um, you wouldn't put Nico back to fullback? Not at this point. I think um, there's better... like There's not better points coming in halfback, really. Not as good as Nico, not as good as Nafe. Like They're probably the two best... Maybe pot on with Romy Hughes, but... No, if you're going to pot on, you'd go, go with Cherry. Yeah, but for me, I'm happy with them too. If if one of them went down, Cherry straight in. But for me, I'm going to dabble with the points down the bottom um, and have a look heavily at a couple of the runs home and maybe bring in a dual centre wing, one of the ones we've talked about, either a Val or a... Um, I've already got a Garrick. Uh, who was the other one we were talking about? Or something else. But anyway, there's another one out there. With the jewel, so look for me. Well, even that, you still got Teddy and Trill. If you think they're going to outscore DCE uh, as well as Hines and Cleary, I'm 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 worried like you are about the Trill thing with the run. Like it's it's now the business end of the season. Like teams should be turning up, you know, and they have to win a majority of these games to make the eight. I think, and a lot of these other teams have to win to make the top four, kind of thing. Too, so, so it's. There's it's a lot on the line in a lot of their games. Manu is the other one that you're thinking about, and I figured out what I happened. Uh, what happened when I just was like we're talking about Manu? Yeah, well, I got you guys talking about Latrell, but I said that I captained him, and then I was like, ah, but Manu was the better captain, but I didn't have him, and then for some reason, I just thought we were talking about Manu. Fair enough. Yeah, right. but Manu is that guy that's somewhat forgotten sometimes. Um, I mean, he's obviously worked pretty hard through this, you know, middle part of the season to make sure he's not. Uh, biggest captain performance over the weekend was a bit of a game changer, and he's got that dual flexibility of fullback or centre wing. My only concern now is he's back to see, uh, back to centre. So, and their draw isn't lovely. No, nah, it's not what they got now. I think got, Tigers is three weeks away. They or something, got the yeah. Knights. Yep. Manly Broncos Cowboys. Yep. Tigers, Storm, Rabbitohs. Yeah, so that's... So a lot of those teams are in contention to do something and have to turn up every week kind of thing. Yeah. If he is commanding two defenders still, then... 
All right, if you're a Joey owner at 800K, could you see it in a perfect world where you had luxury trades? Would you trade him out at top dollar? It depends how they use him this week at the four. You just like wait and see. Use him like they used Turbo in Origin last year. You, you're happy you'd probably keep him. Yeah. But if he's just camped out there in his centre. Yeah, if he just stays at left centre and only touched the ball five times this week, you might look at yeah, cashing in. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Kiri gets another head knock. He's definitely done a job. You know, he's definitely done a job. And he for takes people. a feather to drop on him. But after whipping out a score like that too, like I couldn't I couldn't just sell him. That's in his role and average as well. No, hundred percent though. So you're having a look. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. But it could also take away from Teddy too, because like I said, he liked to go through the middle too, so he was attracting defenders away from Teddy as Teddy was attracting defenders away from him through the middle too, so there was a good tandem tag team there. Yeah. I I'd just bench Sam Walker and pay Kiri and Mahana at six and seven. I think it has to be done. If Billy Smith didn't go down, they had a few more outside backs possibly, but yeah. I'd still do it. I think Kieran is sitting in reserve grade. He can come in and play centre. Yeah. Drew Hutch can do it too. I think for the Roosters to win the comp, Manu has to be six. Yeah. Or be in contention anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so what do we got what do we got coming up, Supercoach wise, big fella? Uh, well, we've still got the holds and the cells, so um, it's only taking us 20 minutes to get through this. We're That's doing well. Right. Uh, but, I mean, look, we're talking about a lot of the things that really, a lot of the, a lot of the same names well, are repeating. Well, we crossed repeating. off Paps yeah. pretty much and who to go to. But then Brad's got a thing about Paps. So right. yeah, we haven't really left much for it. Uh, for the holds, though, Max King, if you've still got him, hold on. Um, for the cells, obviously Pappy, Sione Katoa out with an injury, and Ross Kerr also reckons Mitch Barnett now sell... Um, averaging 51.5, three-round average of 60.3, time to get him out of there. Especially if you got on when... Who went down? Uh, was it Maddo we were talking about? Maybe to go on a Barnett? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. 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 Well, Maddo's name this week. That's good for owners that held on. Um, Con, you one of them, aren't you? I am. Yeah. So he's name this week. Yes. I had something to say about the old topic. I just forgot what it was. Good work. Man, we are professionals. Um, who uh, the hold. Yeah. If if I could upgrade Mac King, I'd upgrade. Yeah. To who? Well, I think Tarpany, IPAP. If Huss comes back in form, he's, there wouldn't be much of a price distance between Huss and Max King at the moment. So, Jesus, Max King worked his way up there. Well, Huss is un- only going to buy yeah, He's 480 or something. Oh, he's dropped Whoa. a crap load of cash. So if you can just do a, almost a straight swap from Max King to Payne Huss for a run home, I'd lick me lips at that and say yes, please. Yeah. If he showed up this game and looked good. Yeah. There's a few ifs, buts, and maybes in there, but we'll find out, I suppose. Um, all righty, cool. So what else we got? Well, we got the Fear Factor with Timmy O. I had a, a read through that, and he pretty much mentions a lot of those same players that were in the buy section there. So big thanks to Timmy O for that bad boy. Um, he did break it down um, a little bit, but his four players were Teddy, Trell, I think Val was in there, um, and, DCE. and DCE, yeah. They all got to mention. Well, I, I don't think we mentioned Thirsty yet. I think he's with his draw. I think he's a good 
good shout. Option. Drink water. With his, he also with his flexibility as a five eight fullback. Trinky was the other one that uh, Timmy mentioned actually. I'm I say I don't know I've, I've I've had Drinky all year pretty much now. And has, most of the year. How so do you feel just, about him? Uh, yeah, well I'm actually thinking maybe get off. Really? I'm not entirely sure. Well, the last couple of weeks he hasn't done great. Tigers, Dragons, Bulldogs. His next three. Yeah, so potential's there, but... And then Roosters, Warriors, Rabbits, and then Panthers in the last round. Head, heads over. Yeah, yeah. sweet does. All right, well, that's it. Could I mean, be a good old. My, my initial old. plan was to hold him and, as Juice says, Ramam, drink you up to 5 eighths and then a fullback. But, I mean, now I'm going to have to juice Puppy. Well, Ezra's not doing too bad. Well, see, now I can hold Ezra. Um... Do I maybe move, do I contemplate moving Drinky down to my fullback position with Trell uh, to bring Munster in with the Pappy money? Because that, no, that, Sam, if you don't have Munster, yeah. get Munster. Oh, I had him, but then I, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, he well, wasn't playing. If you don't I have Munster, in. get Munster. Yeah, that's it. I need Munster back. So Definitely need I can Munster. Hold, I could, actually, with, with Puppy now going down, that could be an option. Could be an option. Speaking of options, let's look at some options for... Uh, what to do with Pappy. Well, another outrageous option is my man of the series, KP. Yeah, now this, this is your pot option. Don't have a horrible draw. In the head-to-head finals times, they play the Tigers, Broncos, Raiders, Titans. So KP's playing the Titans in your head-to-head grand final. And I just think it under 500k at the moment. Ezra Mams just over 400, I think, or around that 400 mark. That... $100,000 from Mam to KP. It just could be that point of difference you need come finals time in your head-to-head leagues. Because Ez- Ezra's been going great, yes, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's got that 170 KP's got in him. Oh, you fucking big one from KP. Did Newcastle have a mathematical of the finals? No. No. No, but... So what's he... Oh, pl- math- my- mathematically, yeah, we would, but... My question no. is, what's he playing for? Jersey, we got World Cup at the end well, of the hope, year. Well, hopefully Pride. We got yeah, the World Cup. Ho- hopefully, but, uh, but <laughs> that's... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Bray, got his money. You don't need that no yeah, more. Yeah, no. exactly. Like, like, nah, like, mate, you, I mean, you'd well, like to think so, but not. in reality, like, is he going to put his body on the line as hard as well, he's yeah, not going for the finals? Well, wait, can I be honest with you? If you remember yes. KP's first year at Origin, I think it was it, he played lock. Come off the bench, played um, the morning. He could easily chime if he's plays good. He's played well in Origin. If he plays well from now to the end, uh, Mal could easily put him on the bench at fourteen. The way fullbacks drop him, he could get a start. Oh, I think Teddy. I think Teddy would be right. But yeah, I just think. I think for me, I don't know. You know, Mal loves Queenslander. Yeah, I know. But still, Teddy. Oh, I understand. Teddy, Teddy the captain, in me. Oh, I can't. I can't believe there's debate about Daily Cherry Evans keeping the jersey over Nath. That's, no, that's what I found uh, find outrageous. Look, for me, if they could if they could play together, great. But then you'd have no Munster, you know. No Munster, like, walk up start. How do you go without him? And yeah, for me, look, Cherry, Cherry for me outplayed us in game three. It was Cherry's kicking game, his organisation. Fuck, he was good, mate. Yeah, he did. But Cherry, the microphone. Cherry, Cherry did have massive, massive, a massive uh, series for Queensland. You know, he was he was good. It was probably his best series I've ever seen him play. I I don't agree. You've seen him play a better series? I don't think he was that good. 
Yeah, he done all right, man. He, he just I made good think decisions. He, okay. he kind of did his job. Yeah, his kicking few, game was few, good. Quite a few errors. A couple of crucial ones. Um, Yeah, all in all, seven. Yeah. But Nafe was the same. Nafe was probably seven Nafe overall. Had, Nafe had game two, really. Uh, yeah, that's You could probably give did. Nafe a six for the series if you combine all three games. Game one, he went missing. Game three, he didn't step up to the plate. Yeah. Anyway, we're going back to origin. Should we go to Brad Singh? Um, that's what I was trying to get to. Beautiful. Very much. Uh, big thank yous to Brad Smith uh, for doing his videos and his articles for us every week. We do love them. Uh, check him out, supercoach360.com, if you haven't already. Uh, he's uh, gone through and given us some options for what to do with Pappy this week. Um, yeah, uh, what to do with Pappy. Uh, so, take it away, Brad Smith. Good evening, Super Coaches. Good evening to all the panel there at uh, Super Coach 360 HQ. I hope the boys are all safe and well this week in the uh, caravan of chaos. I also hope that, of course, everyone saw some green arrows, not only on the panel there, but to anybody listening and anybody who's catching up with the pod later on. Uh, don't forget, folks, as well, if, uh, for more information, do pop into uh, supercoach360.com. Um, got plenty of great articles there. Roscoe will have one up later today, and uh, plenty of good stuff there for you to get into. All right, this week, um, obviously, saw a, a couple of uh, big things happen. Um, not only is Monster Scores back with Manu going gangbusters, uh, but we don't know, of course, if that's going to... It sounds like he might be out this week. Um, so, of course, there's no more monster scores from him this week, but we'll see how we, how we go. Um, but Pappenhausen, of course, a third of all Supercoach teams have Pappenhausen uh, stashed away in their team already, so you've got to burn another trade and get him out. So that's really what we're going to talk about. Just a couple of... Uh, options uh, and a couple of different options for you, particularly for those people playing head-to-head, um, which is a real strong consideration unless you're in the top couple of thousand. I think most of uh, most of all the other players are, are playing probably or concentrating on head-to-head, um, which means you've really got to focus on your round 21 game and you've also got to uh, really consider um, the strengths of your team versus your possible opposition. So... Uh, you know, you've got to get a couple of pods here or there to, that on that round are going to really excel the first round of um, uh, your head-to-head to try to get you set up um, for the next couple of rounds and bring home the glory. Um, and don't worry if you're in seventh or eighth spot and you, you head-to-head will come just sneaking in. Um, thing is, you've got to win these next couple of weeks, sneak it in. And uh, I've won a few head-to-heads from, from that position myself in the past and grabbed the cash. So um, do, uh, don't give up and, and have a look at the draw and, and try to work out the best plan of attack from here on in. Um, and so that's why we're going to talk about a couple of, you know, they might be pod picks, but, yeah, they're a bit different. But there's reasons behind it, and, of course, we'll, we'll discuss that. Okay, here's the first one for you. Thomas Dearden. Uh, Thomas Dearden at the moment's got an average of, of 53, but he's only 395k. Um, 
you got a couple of trades there and you can get rid of Pappenhausen, uh, put Hines back into fullback and get this fella into halfback, um, that's going to leave you an awful lot of cash that you might be able to strengthen up a few other areas. Hell, you might even be able to, to bring in a Bell Holmes or something like that as well. Um, the cash might really free up a, a couple of really nice options. Um, Dearden is definitely not the worst player. He's, uh, he's going to come back from origin full of confidence and uh, he has a good score in him. He got 102 back or 103, I think, back or something like that back in round three. Um, so he's got a score of over 100. Um, he was scoring very well uh, the last couple of rounds, just leading into origin. He got 32 and 29. One of them was a bit, uh, he did have some time off with an injury there. Um, uh, so if we get rid of that 32 and 29, his average then starts sneaking up into uh, just about 60 area. Um, and I see that as where he probably sits as a 65 to 100 scorer. Uh, for 395k, um, that's that's not a bad not a bad option, and could be a real pod. The reason this is a real pod for you is uh, the the Cowboys. They over the next few weeks, uh, over the next three weeks, play the West Tigers, St George, and then Bulldogs in the first round of head to head. Now, if that's not a juicy draw, um, you should just be looking. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Cowboys at the moment for the next few weeks and for the first week, uh, including the first week of the uh, your head-to-head finals, um, Cowboys players do look shit hot. Um, and I put Dearden, uh, although cheap, the little ranger I think could uh, could really turn it on with a bit of confidence under his belt. Um, definitely one to be looking at. Alrighty, so the next one we're going to have a look at, and it's... Uh, not quite so a radical uh, suggestion um, for this next one. I know that was a bit wild, that, that first one, but bear with me. Um, Nick Meany. Nick Meany, not, not quite so crazy here. Uh, he will be taking Pappenhausen's spot. He is 600k. Um, he's got a 61 average in his last five games, which is, you know, quite, quite decent. But not all those games. The last couple, of course, weren't, uh, well, before this week's game where he played three-quarters of it at fullback before this one. Um, he had a couple of mediocre scores where he sat out there on the wing. However, when he does play fullback, um, if we go back a little bit, versus Manly, he got 77. Versus Roosters, he got 70. Um, versus the Broncos, he got 85, all playing fullback. And back in round eight, he got 107, also playing fullback. So he has a good score in him um, that does differ a lot when he's pushed back to fullback. A fullback, that's kicking goals. Um, if you've got him somewhere in there, you're giving yourself a real good chance, uh, particularly with a, a lovely pod move like this. He does have Titans. Uh, Melbourne play Titans. I think Melbourne are at home as well. In the first week of head-to-head finals, um, so a Melbourne player like a Nick Meany versus the Titans, I think that uh, that's a nice juicy head-to-head. You should be um, sort of focusing on. They've also got South Warriors and then Titans over the next three weeks. So Nick Meany is certainly not your worst uh, option there, and you're going to be two hundred thousand better off after you sell Pappenhausen. 
um, which could enable you to get really strengthened up elsewhere in your team. That's the silver lining of Pappenhausen going down. It's going to give people a, a chance um, to to really strengthen up other parts of their team. So we will now have a look at um, our final player today. And the final player... Just bear with me, sorry folks. Alright. Okay, here's your final player to look at. Really needs not a lot of introduction. Val Holmes. Um, now Val Holmes currently is 595k with a BE of only 23, which means you're not going to get him any cheaper. If you want him, this is the week to get him. Um, a lot of people, of course, will be going straight to Latrell or straight to Teddy um, if they had Pappy and, and running with a um, a Teddy Pappy at the back, or they might, be, of course, be bringing uh, Hines down and getting in a DCE in, at, at halfback. They're going to be the, the popular trades, but this one should not be ignored, particularly um, for a couple of factors. He's owned only by 6.8% of the teams at the moment. That puts him in a very much of a pod territory, only 6.8%. Um, his last three games have been 65, 99 and 86. Great scoring there. And of course, like we just discussed with Tom Dearden, his next three games are West Tigers, St George and Bulldogs. And I reckon there's a few tries in the Cowboys in those three games. And uh, as we know, he'll be kicking goals. So you've got a goal-kicking pullback. Um, priced underneath 600000 it's, uh, which, again, gives you an extra 200000 to spend elsewhere. There's that silver lining again, and Pap's going down. Um, but Val Holmes, he, he's, you know, I'd say I'm only going to be making one trade this week, and that's going to be it. I'll, I'll put my cards out there for anyone on bursting. Um, you know what my plans are. Uh, yeah, Val Holmes, I, I do like him. I love the run home. Um, I love the price. Price perfectly now. And it'll give you something different to what everyone else is doing. Uh, because, you know, three quarters of all teams are going to have that, the, the Latrell um, Teddy uh, pairing at the back. But go have a look at the go have a look at the draws for both uh, South and the Roosters. And have a look at the draw for the Cowboys. And you might you might consider um, this is a very, very uh, smart move indeed. Alrighty, well that's uh, that's it, folks. Many thanks for everybody for tuning in. Good luck with the pod, fellas, tonight. I hope everything goes all right, um, and let's hope that we all pick the right captain this coming week, and you all get some green arrows. All right, bye for now. Massive thank you to Brad Smith, and I don't know if I'll say this enough, like. Thank you very much, Brad. Like, your, your advice is invaluable. We really, really appreciate getting the videos every week, the articles you do, all the work that you put in, man. You're a great super coach mind. I mean, I'd love to pick your brain more, but I know you like to hold some of your uh, methods close to your chest. But, yeah, man, no, definitely. Mad appreciation, mad respect, because, yeah, you've been on the money all year. So... <laughs> look at this smile look at this smile i side-eyed con just just pull the microphone down and do it 
Yeah, he knows exactly what's coming because as soon as he heard it. Tommy Dearden. (coughs) Yeah. Do you agree? I don't. No? No. Why not? Um, The major reason is if you look at his first four games where he got most of his big scores, I think he had back-to-back 70s, 100. He had his big 109 and a 60-odd maybe in there. He averaged 74 throughout the first three games on fire. Four games, sorry. But that was all while the Hammer was playing fullback. Since Drinkwater's moved into the fullback position, those scores have dropped off significantly. So I just personally watched that. I don't know he'll come back confident from origin and everything, but... So he should do. I just <laughs> think... Oh, absolutely, he was brilliant. Yeah. He didn't get a mention before. Um, but yeah, I just watched that. Yeah, well, it is a good watch because Drinky does seem to have ball playing ability, whereas the Hammer don't. Hammer just runs if you catch me drift. Yeah. So everything's coming off did and going to the Hammer is just the Hammer running. So well, whereas... yeah, a lot a lot of the time also did and plays that short ball to the forward, or he plays out the back to Drinkwater, who hits then hits Val or to a Lungy on that side. Yeah, so that takes away from him there. And he never wraps around to the right hand side and gets involved on the other side of the field. That's just not his style. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they camped, aren't they? They yeah. camped there. Six and seven are definitely camped on their sides. No, old Chatty kind of benches just outside the left hand side of the goalpost as you'd put it, but yeah, drink uh Deard and Strigley sticks to his left. Yeah. Drinky's that link man on the right hand side if they don't hit that weapon then I yeah, yeah. Had a brilliant year then I. Great yeah. Origin Series too Did, on yeah, debut. On. Yeah. It was yeah, fantastic stuff. Yeah, but yeah, the other the others brought out as well, like in Val, I fully agree, Val. I got Val in this week. Um and there was someone else. Can't remember now. But we've talked about him Trail, all. We've talked about him list. all tonight. A couple of times. Um should we have did you you've done Roscoe's round up? Should we do some questions? Yep. Boys. I'll um Go on to the Facebook and find them. Hold on. Where am I? Facebook does me injustice sometimes. Um, Okay, so questions this week. First one comes from... Oh, get up there, bro. Still trying to get it to work. Do you want me to do it, bro? No, here it is. Are you sure? Yep. Watto, Jared Watson, uh, heavily involved with the Discord. If you're on the, on the Discord. Uh, doing well. Doing very well. The question that's on everyone's mind, best Paps replacement is tossing up Go Teddy or Cherry. Also, if I go Ma'am to Drinky or Munster. Well, there you go. That's two interesting ones. Drinky or Munster. Who do you, who do you go for? For me, oh. I... Yeah, you go. No, you go, mate. For me, no. I'll go Munster. Monster? For me, I do. Um, he, he's turned a coin. He's the best 5'8 this year, I think, by by a mile. Must have. Must have. Go on. I'd, I'd take Munster and Drinky personally over DCA and Teddy. If you yeah. can. If, if you could work that with your jewels. That's how I'd play it personally, but I'm going horrible. <laughs> and he's doing well. So, yeah, no, nah, for me, Munster, 
Don't get me wrong, Drinky's... I think Munster is a must-have pod. Drinky's going to be a good pod, but Munster, for me, will be the guy coming home, especially with no paps now. Um, I'd take Munster over DCE, Teddy, and Drinky. Really? Every day. 100%. He's the only must-have out of those four, I think. Yeah. There you go. Get on Munster first. Or don't. What a... Get on Munster first. I, mean, I think maybe that's why that name isn't coming up much in this conversation. What? Because everyone's already assuming that people have him. Yeah. Because he's just, yeah. he's like that clear. You well, need him. A lot of people jumped off the other week as well when he got hurt. I did. Yeah, but I think a lot of people, if they're not using Pappy, like Juzzy, I think, will to get Munster back, they would be, already have a plan to get him back some other way. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody in the top's going to run to the end of the year without Munster, I don't think. All right, and then just, just out of um, perhaps his replacement, should he go Teddy or Cherry if, if there are his other options? Teddy or Cherry for you? Teddy for me. Flip coin. I, I really don't oh, know. it's been a while since he said that. Yeah, that's a tough one. Well, but they're both their draws aren't bad. They're not good. They both can produce... Teddy's probably more reliable. More effort. But, yeah, Garrick doesn't kick goals for the next month. Yeah, that puts Cherry. Cherry could have an extra 100 points in his bank. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, flip a coin in that one. Sorry, Watto, we've let you down there. Yeah, Munster. Yeah, get Munster. We're going (laughs) Munster, and we also asked the other one. So, Nick Heffernan, not a question. Can we just have a yarn on the podcast about how dumb I am? Hines out with the bye and with COVID, so I went ballsy and traded him to get Paps. Paps gets Ooh. two shit scores and an injury. Now I have to get Hines back. Ouch. Wasted two trades for less than 100 points and a loss of 100K. Now, you're not, in the, you're not the only one in that boat, I, I think, what I say. I wouldn't be too down on yourself. Um, no, a lot of people would have sacrificed the big gun to get Paps back. Yep. And it wasn't like, stupid. It was a play. Yeah, well, that's it. A lot of people didn't have six hundred odd thousand dollars to upgrade a mid cheapy who's semi peaked to yeah. go to Paps. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, he picked the wrong one. Yeah. Now don't be too down, bro. We've all done. It. I'm coming dead last. Like I, everything I've done this year's just been terrible. And yeah, Paps was one of them things. I'd. Oh, in hindsight, I, I still don't regret getting on because you no, know you had to, you get had to. On. but yeah, I didn't. I didn't get rid of a Nico in saying that either. I got rid of like other people. So there's one of them things. Sean O'Verrett, with Pappy busted and only two trades left, should I hold off on trading? As even if I get back Hines from Mam and Teddy from Paps with 175k left over. It could be another injury to worry about, though. Um, he's only got the two trades, and you will definitely get an injury and some resting in the next... COVID? Co- yeah, COVID. It's That's it, there's... Sean fuck. Well, I, know, I know it's a lot of money, but if you've only got two trades left, I think you almost have to hold it for that just-in-case moment. Like, if you can still field a strong 17 holding paps in your squad... Yeah, I think you hold that trade, and then if something goes wrong and you, you got, can't field seventeen, well then obviously you got Paps money there. And you can buy anyone you want, pretty much in the competition, if you got the jewels or whatever. So, yeah. 
Yeah. But if you do that trade now and Teddy goes down in two weeks, you're gone. then you're screwed. Yeah. You're sitting there with Teddy's money for the rest of the season and no trades. It will come down to you to make up of your team. So if you if you can field that 17, Sean, I, I suggest and you just try to field it. Um, that's it. you got to look at the players that you got too. Well, if Do you have players that are susceptible to injury? Do you have players that like to be suspended? Well, like, well not just that. look at that kind of thing in the makeup of your team as well to see if you might need these trades elsewhere. Like, yeah. if you've got the trail, I personally would want to be saving a trade just in case the Hemi re-goes or there's suspended. a brain snap. Yeah. So... Also, Sean, you got to look at this. If you're playing in some uh, head-to-head cashies, if you're in the top couple of positions, you can probably afford to take a hit over the next couple of weeks. Um, if, if you're vying for positions, you may have to rethink the strategy. But if you're up there and you can afford to take a hit well, maybe see, this week... Top and then, eight, there's only two rounds to go. Yeah. And then you've still got your you've still got your two trades ready for finals. Um, if, if you, you are, can, if you can luck out and get all the way to grand final week with those two trades there, yeah. Or but if you are playing head to head, not head to head, and playing overall, that's a different kettle of fish again. Well, that is. Um, because you got to, you've sort of got to fill that hole. It's it's a well, obviously, if you're in contention, most of those players up there, I'd say, would have been burning trades. And pretty ruthlessly hit. to be up there where they are now. Yeah. So if you stop now, you're breaking what's got you to where you are, but that's eight weeks or six, seven weeks, whatever, without trades to go through. That's a long time in Supercoach. Yeah, so much. A long so time. So much. Especially in the COVID era now, it's, it's very, very risky. Yeah, hold on if you can, Sean, oh, mate. Just... Try to field that seventeen as best you can. Um, yeah, I'd hold off as much as, as long as I could, really. Um, all right, Grant Bradley. He has deep deal bags as his five eight, and Cody as his second pick five eight. Is Munster still a must have with Melbourne's poor form, or hold Cody as he's grown another leg now? Latrell is back. What are your thoughts, fellas? This is an interesting one. I must admit. Switch to the wrong camera. It's not gone. Um, this is a very interesting one because Cody was one of those ones that was floated when he was bottom dollar at 550. I think, Con, you said a few weeks prior to that, uh, he's on the way down, he's going to bottom out and then jump on because he, he'll probably be all right. And he has. He's been a bit of a slow burn, but he, he's starting to come good. And, yeah, that uh, that connection he's got with Latrell is just next level. And it has. It's just brought out all that confidence in him. He's got someone who he can just sort of play footy with and he loves it. He's uh, he's definitely a pot option. Gone. Well, Storm was terrible on the weekend. They only scored one try. Months best out what eighty six or something, eighty two. Yeah, yeah. He takes he just break tackles like a champ and does what he wants. Just get monster in. I think. Look just... for me, it's going to be the same thing we talked about with Luttrell with Cody. They got a tough draw coming 100%. up. Everyone's vying for positions. The teams they're playing. Um. So I can see it not being high-scoring super coach games a lot of their games. I can just see grinds if if they're going to be wins at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And the Eels are another one. They've got the Broncos, Panthers, Manly, Rabbitohs, Berries, and Broncos, Storm. So they've got a pretty tough draw to run home with, too. A lot of teams in contention except for the Bulldogs, really. Who's starting to pick up a little bit of fire. Well, I see you, <laughs> you, you can create an upset, so... 
Yeah. That's even not a given. You spanked them earlier in the year and yeah. they just beat Melbourne and Penrith away. So yeah, yeah. We we I mean I got Anything a little bit of could wood on them. We Parramatta. Yeah. So yeah, for me, for, just for me, I think I I maybe if if you want, you can probably wait and watch a week. But Munster's still definitely a get for me, and um, it'd be up to who you kept out of Dill Bags and Cody for me. I wouldn't be. Well, if if Melbourne want to win the grand final this year, Cameron Munster has to win the Dally M from here on out and be the best player throughout the final series. Yeah. Otherwise, Melbourne are gone. Yeah. And right. he can do it. Alrighty. All right, Gary Barnes. What are your thoughts on Holmes and Drinky for the run home? I think the Cows have a great run coming up. Con's licking his lips. Yum, yum, yum. So, I already got Drinky bringing in Holmes this week. Got yeah. Cotter, got Robson, got Lolo. I'm loaded up on Cowboys. If Lucy keeps that front row position, I'm looking at him too. Yeah, it's there. That they're, they're they're the side this year that you can have. Same as Penrith, like they're the side you can have five, six blokes out of and comfortably know that every one of them is going to do a job for you that week to some extent. You know, they're not going to let you down too too much. So yeah, no, I like that. I really like Val Holmes, especially with the goal kicking. They got a reasonable draw. Yeah, it's really good. What about you, Jazzy? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. The more you guys talk about it, I'm definitely they, gonna weigh up my options. They have a great draw. They only play one top eight team as it stands right now. Yeah. For the rest of the year. Except for the Panthers in round twenty five, which is relevant. I keep forgetting is relevant for overall players, which yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, but even then you still you'd have to assume it's gonna be a depleted game anyway. No, Panthers will be resting everyone. So yeah, it's Gonna be a game where you'd be scraping up numbers anyway. How disrespectful of them, according to Brett Kamali. Oh, yeah. well, I think. It's, I, don't I, think wanna, I don't want to make it a headline about me being. Uh, oh no! Here we go. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll, you know I'll I can be, get into this. Let's I'll be fair. It. I'll be fair. Like that's a, that's that's the first time Ivan Cleary's done the right thing by us as super coaches. Normally, just names them all and drop some fucking game day, yeah. you know. And for us as super coaches. And we, I whinge about it every fucking year. Every year I have a, have a go about this. That they need to open the books up, to, especially because of the betting and all sorts of shit that goes on. Like, and it's still a cloak and dagger industry. Like, you won't find out nothing until twenty minutes before game time. It's like fuck off. Like, you know, times they need that's to take ruined. Page, yeah, the NFL's book. Well, that's what's ruined a couple of people's seasons. It disheartens when it happens a couple of times too. You just well, think, fuck Supercoach. I like, know everyone should know better, but Matto. Over the last couple of weeks. A couple of people have been banking on him for the last three weeks. Us. No, Amato's not exactly the toughest guy. Going around, he doesn't like to put his body on the line when he's hurt. Yeah. We knew he was going to miss a few weeks. Oh, 100%. But a lot of people were banking on him playing throughout those couple of weeks. Uh, no, not for me. But anyway. um, uh, Michael Mizzy. Is... Manu, a must-have, or should I go someone different like a Val Holmes or a Cherry Evans? I'm going the pot option with Val. I think Manu's... I know he's got another big price rise in him with that rolling average, that scoring rolling average, but... Does he... Score and stuff, back to centre. Does he I have another... Peaked, does yeah. he have another... That's the, that's the thing, yeah, he might have price rise, but does he have another ton? Like, that's what you want. You don't want him scoring fucking third. Like, against the Knights this week, you could probably say yes. He's got another ton in him. But after that, it gets tough. Yeah, well, it's been a big couple of weeks for Joey Manu. 
Like he ran for 400 meters in the international game. He's he's done some big things over the last couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if he just has a breather out there at center. You know, so now for me, again, you'd look at the draw there, Michael. I'd I'd, I'd definitely have a look at Bow Holmes with their draw. Con just said what one Joe top eight keeper as well and kicks goals. Um, yeah, I just like Bow. I like Bow in this situation. Um, Joey Ranana, sorry, man. Like, that every time. In a couple of weeks, I think you're going to want to load up on those Sharkies boys. Yeah. And even Zach Lomax for the last three weeks ahead to head finals are good options. I'd hopefully wait for their prices to drop, but you can jump on now as options. Yeah. But I'd wait. Well, Katoa's out, so it only leaves. Well, Ronaldo's been scoring pretty low, too. His price is dropping quickly. Lovely. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, so yeah, from from Johnny, Teddy versus Luttrell, from now to head-to-head grand final, who scores more? For me, on just on effort, it's Teddy. For, that's just for me. Um, yeah, so Teddy with attack and stats. Luttrell's got the goal kick, and that's what puts him a little bit ahead. But effort from Teddy is second to none at fullback. I'd probably just lean towards Teddy. Marginally, what on the, the draw? Or? Yeah, yeah, mainly on the draw. Because you got to think Trevor kick at least eighty, ninety percent of the goals that he's he lines up for. No, I think he's about a seventy-five percenter over his career, roughly. Oh yeah, don't right. quote me on that, but I'd say it'd be around a seventy. No, I'm just saying from here till now, from here to the end, you have to kick probably eighty percent of goals. But with their draw, if they're only scoring, oh, he will kick most of the, all the goals or attempt. All the goals, but with their draw, how many goals will they kick? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, that and then Maddie Maddie Drew has asked Who is your number one pod for the rest of the year? KP. KP, that is a pretty good pod. Um, see I looked at David Fafita but he's he already nine percent of teams. I expect that to go up this week after a seventy five and doing nothing. Yeah. Um well was he like forty six or something pre updates and I was like, yeah. Oh no, what did I do? Yeah. And then Manga looked back and it's seventy five like what? Where? Yeah. How? Yeah, so uh have you got a pod off the top of your head that you can think of from here to the end of the year that you like? Apart from K P. Apart from K P. <laughs> Juzzy, you got a pod? Nah, not really. Um, I think <coughs> I'm hoping Ruben Cotter's still in nine percent of teams as well. So he's still he's not really very pottish either. Um, I haven't really got one, Maddie, but I'll get back to you on that because whoever I bring in this week might be pod. <laughs> yeah, you know what? What? Xavier Savage. Did you spruik him a couple just of looking times? Looking at the Raiders draw, I've just come across it. They got the Warriors, yeah, Titans, yeah, Panthers, Dragons, Knights, Manly, Tigers. Well, yeah, so that's bad. probably the best draw out of everyone running home, and he's got a bit of X factor, old Xavier. Bro, he looks good. Chance is going to the Warriors, so he's not going to come back and take his spot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely. Could be an outside the box look there. Um, what's he average? Do you know? Wouldn't have a clue. I, yeah. I just I just seen their draw there and thought X Factor in. I like even maybe even a Hudson Young 
in the back row. Oh, I can't He can find attacking stats. He doesn't mind doing the hard work. He, As long as he gets 80 minutes every week, he's not too bad. Yeah. Well, uh, look, Xavier Savage against Melbourne got a 28 last week, got 80 minutes. But against St. George, 62. Against the Knights, 65. Against Broncos, 66. Against the Roosters, 96. That's been his last one, two, three, four, five games. So not too bad. He's got better as time and, and as he's been given more time on the field as well. So. And apart from the Panthers, he doesn't play top 18. And really only plays mainly who will be in contention. Yeah. And he the could dra- be. A, Dragons might be, but I don't think so. He could be a good get, Ashley Connor. I don't mind that at all. Have you got any live ones over What's there, he Juzzy? Um, he is worth a. Lousy four sixty three, so you could. So that's it. That's what three hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars from perhaps more. Yeah, more. and ma- that's massive to upgrade anywhere else, anywhere you needed, anyone you needed, pretty much. If you didn't have a Harry or someone like that, this this is the time. Something so, to think about. Yeah, it is not bad food for thought, actually. All right, Jazz, you got any live ones, mate? No, not really. I thought I was saying um, Sean I put something in there. Sean has been putting a lot in there with Peter Elza. They're talking about Peter's no, thing. No, Richo on holidays this week? No, Richo's not on holidays. <laughs> Richo's back at work. He's still recovering from yeah. his holidays. <gasps> oh, Chris put one on there. Initial trades this week. Matt Moylan to Munster or Pappy to Manu leaves him free trades in 135k. Munster for me. Yeah, definitely Munster. Definitely. Save that trade and that pappy money for a later there day. There you go. Sean O. Sean not going to brag, but he's pretty stoked. He finally got my captain choice right. Had it on Garrick. Oh, uh, had it on VC on Garrick, captain on the trail. Um, then he went VC to Manu, scoring 15, 48, jumping 1,400 points and into the top 1%. So nice. First in all head-to-heads bar one. Which is 16th. So he's first in... Sean, I don't fucking use them trades, bro. Fucking... If you're first in all your head-to-heads bar one, fuck your trades till finals, mate. Well, he's, he's, I guess he's got a way up. What he wants to do. How many of these head-to-head leagues are worth cash? How much cash is this worth league? And is it worth missing out on the top 1% potentially? Well, a lot of people hold a lot of stocky making the top 1%. Every year, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good, it's yeah, little I'm, buckle on your on your belt. Yeah, I get, I get that, but if the cash is more valuable in those head to head leagues, and you have to sacrifice one percent for me, I'm taking the cash. Yeah, if I'm not coming first, I'm taking as much cash out of head to head leagues as I possibly can. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Way to look at it. Ah, uh, so big fella. Yeah, but what do you got over there? Anything, or should we do the the post from the weekend? Yeah, go through that. All right, so on the weekend, got a post from a listener. Um, got a got a, well, a thing. What would you call this? A write up sort of thing from a listener. Um, gained a bit yeah, of opinion tra- piece. Yeah, yeah, opinion piece. Gained a bit of traction. Um, I won't read the <coughs> my bit, but this is where it, this is what got sent to me, and just just want to hear like bit of feedback from you guys i had pretty good feedback on the day on the post but every one of us in the room's got different opinion on on footy and the way it should be done and played so it's a pretty good one just to finish the night off with. it's not super coach related so if you want to bail out 
No offense. Yeah, now it's time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you have no Yeah. NRL has a burning issue, issue which sooner or later must be dealt with. Number one. In recent NRL game, a player was sent from the field for, and sub, subsequently received a three-week suspension for questioning the referee's integrity. Two. Origin saw three players engaged in... So Origin three saw three players engaged in violent repeated striking to the head and dangerous contact with the head. Only two of these were sin binned and ten minutes and all three received small fines, no suspension. Given that the NRL has been so active recently in the community with their anti violence campaigns, particularly towards women, how that uh how is it that violent behaviour is condoned by the league and even in some courts fans encouraged? The lack of any ref- reference to violent behaviour on field in the laws of the game is an issue that must be dealt with to avoid any double standards. Rugby league is a contact sport, but lack of specific laws relating to violent behaviour and send-offs create the wrong role models for children entering the sport. Violence on the field is what attracts many spectators to the game, but at the same time, it is also what keeps many from encouraging, I mean, engaging in the game as participants and as spectators. Now, ha- having grown up playing soccer, I do enjoy watching the code, but for all our entertainment and excitement value, there are a few codes that c- there are very few codes that compare with rugby league football that has often been described as a beautiful game, but in the present day NRL and its current skill level can also be added to that list. If violence in all forms is rejected and punishable in, sustra- in Australian society, then why should Today's punch-ups on a footy field creating tomorrow's brain disease and sudden trauma contributing to the dementia be accepted. Thoughts, guys? Jazzy? Jazzy, you go first because you're like the PCS one out of all of us. Um, I'll go if you want. Nah, look, actually I have a little update from the person that sent that through. Hold on. Start. Look, I'll be honest with you. Look, my opinion. Um, look, the game at like from the days of the when it was a punch up and an all in brawl, like, the game has changed. But for me, that Origin's a different beast. You know, Origin we turn up. You know, what every year we turn up hoping for a punch on. We do. You know, me and you do especially. I know. You, I don't know if you love it as much as I do, but I want to see it. It just. It's the love of the game. Like it, it shows a different passion, a different level for the sport. If you know what I mean. Like when they just get so fucking riled up, you know. Well, I think that's my secret reason why Newcastle be favourite team because every time they played Manly, I knew Chief and Spud were punching, punching on, punching on, bro. And it was it. And I was sitting on the edge waiting for it. And it sets the tone for the game. Like even if there's not another punch thrown for the series, I don't give a fuck. We no, got well, this it is just out. Newcastle. Yeah, but they used to go on for him and Chief, you know. It was fucking insane that wrong look, you know. Like, like my, I know my mum was very like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not playing footy, fucking rah, rah, bullfed, whatever. But at a certain point, you just get to make your own decisions and go and do it. Um, and I oh, know it was based on the fact that it was a physical and violent game. Now, the violent, the violent side of it is is it isn't. Like, you can't just run up in the street and punch someone in the head. You'll face criminal charges. Like if, if that happened anywhere but a football field, but you're also, going to court. You're going... You, you, I can't just run up and crash tackle you on the street either. No, you can't. You, and I can't just run with a football in my arm and 
leave with my elbow to your chin on the street either. The difference is people consent to playing the game, right? But what he's saying is he doesn't want the examples of the Biff being the role models for the kids of the future the way they have been for the, right, yeah, or, some of the kids of the past. Right. Actually, he said to... Uh... <laughs> Where is it? Just go, Con. Yeah, all right. Well, my my take on that is, first, you can't compare the Brandon Smith situation, questioning integrity of the referee, to the punch-on in origin. They're two incomparable situations. Brandon Smith, I think, got lucky to go and get three weeks. And the other players, everyone was told at the start of the year that Players weren't going to be as harshly dealt with through suspensions and whatnot in rep games because they didn't want to punish the league and the clubs for what happens in rep games, which I think's good. So fines were on the table for pretty much anything that happened throughout Origin this year, and the clubs knew that. Everyone knew that. There are laws, striking law, you're sent from the field. So that is in black and white. It's not condoned. It's illegal. You get sent from the field, and in NRL games, you are supposed to be suspended for it. I know there has been cases where there haven't been, but good lawyer, obviously. Um, and to like they weren't out there punching women in the head, so to bring in violence against women and all that, which the NRL do an excellent job with, not condoning it, teaching their players about the right thing to do and every everything which way they can do good with domestic violence they do so well, i don't think you can bring that one into it either and do can i just ask a question it, before i forget yeah absolutely um do we have enough talent to suspend them from rep games rather than like just have it as a different system altogether then so if you well, that's cool you just get to play this but if you go out there and throw punches like, granted, it's probably, let's say it's three weeks in the NRL. It's it's one match and the second defence will be go up to three matches, you know what I mean? And then that wipes you out for a whole series or, or, or a run at the World Cup at the end of the year. No. You don't think that's fair? I because it's, you got or, it. Origin is officiated differently on the field. So I think punishment should suit off the field as well. I don't think clubs should be punished for what happens in no. Origin or test matches or anything like that. If they throw punches in Origin... Nobody should be punished, even that state for next year, because that's just going to so ruin you can the just spectacle get, you can just of the go game. out there and punch fuckers up every origin, that's, it, and that's allowed. Well, the, the biggest deterrent would be it's not to send work. them off. Yeah, to, to oh, send them straight off, not yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, send yeah. them off. If you swing punches, you're sent from the field. So if you decide to swing punches in the seventh well, minute you of origin, you... your team's playing with twelve players for seventy-three minutes. Yeah, but what happens when they? Look, someone throws a punch at you, you're going to defend yourself. Like Berno, look get, at Berno. Exactly. So they both get sent. Are you going to be stoked watching a 12-on-12 origin game? Not 100%. even that. Are you going to be stoked that old mate who fucking only defended himself, he didn't instigate or anything? Well, I don't think Berno even landed the punch pool. He did, bro. Nah, he, that's he, it. And I would be spewing about losing a man in the, what minute was it? But I bet you it happens, I be, I bet you it happens once. I bet you it happens once, and when that team gets cleaned up, they don't do it again. 
if you really want to knuckle down oh, and stop it, origin, that's see, the way that's, you're going to do it. That's the other drama with Origin. I think you're so fucking pumped up for your state. It's bigger than a club game. That's why it deserves different rules yeah, and different it's, punishments. It's such such a bigger game than a club game. Like you literally got handpicked best of the sport out there by the Not, by the internationals. Well, I said to you, Porsche, as a PC culture guy, yes, you agree with pretty much everything that statement has to say. And then some. Yeah. As me, as a lover of rugby league, rusted on fan, diehard, watched it since I was two years old kind of thing, I disagree pretty much everything that statement says. But that's technically where the sport wants to be. That's the the image they're trying to approach. In, In my opinion, that's not the image I want for my game. My game's a gladiatorial game where... Physical contact is the be-all, end-all. If you can't handle it, go play soccer. Sorry, yeah. listener. But, um, look, I, look, I agree. I'm the same. I, I, I fully enjoy the physical side of the sport. I I like the gladiator side. I like it when two people just single. It doesn't happen as much as it used to, but I love it when they just single each other out and have a mad battle, you know? And it's just part of the sport, and sometimes... When you have such physical encounters with someone on the other side of the field, you just want to smack him in the head. Like, what, what, I've been there myself. Tell like, the mad dog. You know? And How good were their battles back they in the were great. day? You know, there were so many, so many good battles. But they used to have great battles on the wing. Why yeah. don't they, why don't they jump on steroids to keep up the other one? But that doesn't matter. We don't care. <laughs> good on you. Good <laughs> um, Yeah, but, it, but they did. Same thing. It was a mad battle, you know? And... It's it's sort of a bit lost now in the sport, but I think that's just because you can't have it because you end up wanting to punch on with old mate so bad, like especially if he's sort of up in your all game and he's getting the better of you, then you want to beat him in the fight. <laughs> and that's how it was, you know. And I remember a time, and this is going to go against everything that the listener well, said. Not just, but that. do you remember one in all in? Do you remember when your fucking coach used to turn around and say, "Boys, if someone smacks in, you, just all get in there and just go." Like, well, not not just that. Like, it 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 could level the playing field for the shit teams. They yeah. could go out there and just start punching the hell out of, like, say, Bulldogs or something. Just go out there and just start a big all in brawl with Panthers. That could be enough to rattle them off their game and get a victory over them. Yeah. Well, like, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get the win, and yeah, that's odd. Yeah, I just miss it. I just miss that. It just took me back. That game took me back to nineties, kind of two thousand ish. Yeah, early. As close as I've been to that for fifteen years, kind of thing. Like, it was just so awesome. Oh, it was a great <laughs> game. Like last play I got seen get knocked out like that was uh, Dallas Johnson. Just gone. Which time? <laughs> yeah, like every time. Every time he played Origin, poor dude. But how many times you see him sleeping in the first couple of minutes of the game? It's like, ah, oh. you know, and it'll be on from there. Like, it was just... oh, us, who's that laying on the ground? You need that look at this Dallas, mate. <laughs> <laughs> poor dude, hey. Head in the wrong spot every time. Played 20 Origins for about six minutes. <laughs> One heap. <laughs> That's what matters. Yeah. But yeah, so now nah, look, heaps of people agreed. Like Juzzy, did you go through any of the comments then? What you wanted to say, Juzzy, about it? But nah, the comments keep uh what's it called? Restarting. But and it's a fairly long point, but pretty much I think it boils down to 
He doesn't care if it's out of the game, but willful striking for the sake of it sets a bad precedent. Um, and look, that there's going to be kids that saw that the other day. They're going to go out, play footy, and think, oh, I can do that. And but punch on. They were both sent from the field. So that should be deterrent for young kids. They, You should be taught, don't let your teammates down no matter what. So getting sent from the field is let your teammates down. Two, the coach should turn up first thing next training session and say, look, guys, as excited as whatever that was, however you felt about that situation last night, we do not condone that here at our club. We are not going to accept that here. If you go out there and start throwing punches, whatever the league do, we're going to sit you down for three weeks and you're not playing. Three, the parents also should turn around and say, look, guys, these are grown men. They're playing a professional game. There's a lot on the line here. Tempers are heated. This is their livelihood. Don't do what they do. I'm not condoning it. It might be exciting. It might look good. But do not do that ever in your game of football. You're there to play football, not boxing. But if someone punches you, you punch them back. 100%. 100%. All day long. <laughs> oh, boys, boys, boys. Shoot, um, mate. Tell Reggie to stand there, you fucking bite his nose off. <laughs> no, don't do that. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Nah, it, you know what? It's just a great encounter again. Another just a great encounter of a game. Thoroughly enjoyed it, even though I lost while spewing. But yeah, I enjoyed the whole thing. Like the the physicality of it was fucking second to none. Look, can I can I ask you a question? Yep. All right, Kenty on our three sixty. I know you don't watch our three sixty. Yeah. He's been saying this series that New South Wales. Don't get origin like Queensland. They don't share the same passion for the jersey like Queensland, representing Toto and Luai and etc. wanting to play for their countries instead of Australia and the Blues. What what do you think? Do you think that's just absolute bullshit and New South Wales care equally uh, as much as Queensland? Uh, me personally, I've changed my tune on it. Let him go play. Whatever. If you want the international game to be... That good? Like no, 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 I'm not talking about international game or anything. I'm talking about origin. Yeah. Do New South Wales get origin and share the same passion that Queensland do for origin? I think we do. I think the pro- our problem is we chop and change so much, so the core isn't so solid. If you catch me drift, like we've never, we haven't had a solid, solid team like Queensland oh. for a long time. Game one, you pick your team. Yep. Game two, I think you made five changes to the 17, seven to the squad, eight to the squad or whatever. Won the game convincingly. Stuck to the same team for game three, except for one injury, I think, affected change. Yeah, pain ass. And then, and then lost, and everyone's like, oh, they got the selections all wrong. But after game two, I was like, oh, yeah, they've now the selections. We've got our team for the series now. We've got this in the bag. And then they lose game three. It's like, oh, Freddie's fucking, what is he doing? No, look, like... We got out enthused in game three. I think I think they went in with the same game plan as game two. Maybe a tiny bit adjusted, but they just thought, oh, we're going to blow them off the park with our, our razzle-dazzle football. And it just it was never going okay. to happen. It was going to be a total different game from the start at Suncorp. Over the last three years, on paper, would you say you've been heavily favourite in all nine games? Um, on paper... Not as heavily as they fucking make out. 
I'll but be you, honest. You, you're the, we're always you're the a favourite in every game. We're always a favourite. Well, but even in your opinion, not even the bookies, whatever. Oh, look, Queensland always closer than, than the bookies make out for me. Oh, I always know. It's a game, bro. I've lost fucking 100 series since I've fucking been alive. You know what I mean? It's fucking shit. Like, and... I I agree. I just don't think New South Wales get it like Queensland. I don't know I'm going to get hate mail. Oh, not that we don't. I think it's different. I, think I it's just, just don't think he's getting it. I think it's it's taken different because once upon a time it was New South Wales Rugby League, right? And they played hillbillies. No offense, Queensland, but they played hillbillies from Queensland. Yeah. And no one had ever heard of. They were like blokes from Logan. Oh, and, Wally and that played in a few of them. But yeah, like the big stars were in Sydney playing. And they didn't get a choice. And then that that. That first year when they got the choice, you got to cho- choose to play for Queensland. And I think from that moment on, like, kids from Queensland as well, like a Broncos team came in and shit not long after that. Like, so much happened for Queensland Rugby League, you know, give them... But the t- the pool is... Again, the pool wasn't as big. Like, you only had four major big picking points, whereas Sydney's got eight clubs within stone's throw of each other. And... Sydney's problems always been the same. They 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 pick the wrong players, mate. They fucking do, and they never stick. Why? Why do they pick, and why don't they stick? I don't know. I, I for years I've, I've never known it. I, because they don't get it, so it's they, not don't, that they know don't know what team to pick and to stick with that team. It's not that they don't get it. I think that so you know what it was hard. It was hard to pick a team against a dynasty team. Like you oh, couldn't really it. pick. There was a couple of core group there, but you couldn't really pick and stick with many. You had to try to find something so different to beat them, and it took massive injury to Cooper Cronk for us to break that series. Otherwise, it would have been 12 in a row. I've got no fucking doubt about that either, um, as long as he played, you know. And for me, look, we do get origin. It's just different for us. You know, we've had, I think, the leisure of so much football, like in New South Wales, it. It's not that it doesn't mean as much to us. I just think when Queensland got given the right to go for go and play for Queensland where they didn't have that right pre-80, you know what I mean? There was no right there. And that got drummed into their culture. Like, use, use it Queensland, you know? Like, fucking, whereas New South Wales always sort of had New South Wales had been there for a long, long time. Like, the team, I think they used to pick the team New South Wales and even go play. No, they used to play Queensland in my life. 40 series out of 50 or something ridiculous yeah. like that. But there were no, nobody's yeah. and shit. It wasn't until 80 that it all changed. It's not that we don't get it, man. I don't know. I think we've got too much. I think there's too much to pick from if you catch me drifting. It's a bit of a, this bloke's playing good, this bloke's playing good. He's an incumbent. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, yeah. What, why does Jack White not make game three for New South Wales after being best player in game one? Yeah. I don't know. Gagai. Been horrible for Queensland game one, game two. Not great for Newcastle in between. Still gets picked for game three and Cause he's does done it, exactly he's what he needed to do. Done it for Queensland how many times? You know, and I oh, know I, I was very upset about. I thought on late day game change. That just takes him back game but, one. Fox, Jakey not being picked. Don't get it. Yeah. Well, I, look, I understood the two pay thing, but I don't even think he was matched up with Cobo, was he? I'm not sure. I don't think he was matched up with Colbo. I think he got put on... Well, they got put out of position. Like, Toto's been playing right side all year, and he played left for the Blues, and Tupu plays left for the Brewsters and got put on the right. So automatically, one of them had to play out of position, I suppose, because 
you would add Fox come in. He's left as well. So. Fox should have been there. Jake should have been there game one. No, if Jake, maybe. Jake, Jake. Queenslanders, they're in the team. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Jake lives and breathes origin. You know, he... Origin and the Fox player. has done a great job over the last so, so many years. Yeah. Like, he might, the tri-tally might not be the greatest, but his effectiveness chasing kicks and stuff is unbelievable. I think it's his work coming off the line that's a bit questionable. He's worked on that, bud. He has this year. He's done very well, actually. Like, that's where those big centers should get back there and help him out. Team effort. But, yeah, well done, Queensland. You yeah. It was a good game. Good game for rugby league, like we said. Got any? That's it. Thanks Done. for listening. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.